Good evening, everyone. This is Doris Williams making another recording, uh, updating and revising one recording that I had uploaded onto my podcast channel, What the Bible Has to Say About Profanity. I took a listen to that uh, recording and thought, wow, I would I really divulged quite a bit prior to getting right into that um, passage, so or that message. So what I decided to do is re-record that message and get right on into it because there's so much we need to know about the power of our words and how our words affect our very life. Um, I'm sure as I start reading and going over um, several of these passages in the Bible that other scriptures are going to bubble up in my spirit. So, and I may not know the address right away, but if it bubbles up, just know that it's in the book. All right. So, um, as I said before, I'm going to say it again. It is very, very important as individuals who so call themselves to be believers that we watch what come out of our mouth. The first scripture that we're going to refer to today is Proverbs chapter 4, verse 24. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips far from thee. What does that mean to you? Put away from thee a froward mouth. A froward mouth is someone who will say whatever comes up in their spirit without remorse, without care, without concern of the effect that it has on another individual. A perverse lip, what is that? Y'all know what perverseness is. Cussing, saying things you ain't got no business saying, speaking negative things about people, just running your mouth, saying things that you don't have any business saying. But you all into that conversation because your mouth is moving. Isaiah 3 verse 8 says, For Jerusalem is ruined and Judah is fallen because their tongue and their doings are against the Lord to provoke the eyes of his glory. People, when they cuss, they're doing it intentionally. And some of them, when they get around people who don't cuss, they try their best to not cuss, but they can't help themselves because that spirit is in them and they can't not use it. They cannot stop using profanity. And I know that because when I was 18, living in Los Angeles at a girlfriend's house and um, I was cussing, and she told me to stop cussing because her mother could hear. And I was cussing strong uh, words, very strong words. And I tried to stop. But for some reason, every time I opened my mouth, a cuss word came out. And she was like, dang, girl, you cuss a lot. And you know, that night on my way home, it bothered me that I did not have the ability to stop cussing when someone asked me to because of the mother was a woman of God 
and they could hear in the bathroom conversation that was going on. And so I was embarrassed when I got home and I thought about it on the way home, how I wasn't able to stop. And um, I believe at that time that I started communing with God about taking that spirit out of me and away from me so that I would not offend the Lord because I knew God at 18, loved him much, but had strayed away. Many of us do. You know, a lot of times we stray away from God and then we, we go through some of the Lord will be right there in our conscience to show us that that's not the way that you need to come back to your first love, which is God. Matthew 5, 37 says, but let your conversation be yea, yea, and nay, nay, for whatever is more than these cometh of evil. Matthew 15, 11, which is one of my favorite scriptures that really explains um, what I'm talking about, how profanity affects us. Matthew 15, verse 11 says, Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth the man, but that which cometh out the mouth, that defileth a man. Do you not yet understand that whatsoever enter in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the drought? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. They defile the man. For out of the, out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornication, theft, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashing hands does not. Matthew verse 12. That, and that's pretty self-explanatory, you guys. I was just getting ready to go on to the next passage when the Spirit said, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let, let's make sure that you understand. Matthew 15:11. That not which goeth into the mouth defiles a man. You know, people are quick to judge um, people by what they put in their mouth smoking, drinking. There are some scriptures that are related to those particular things, but blasphemies, evil thoughts, murder, all of that come from the heart and they come out of the mouth. Before anything is done, before any action is put forth, it starts in the heart and then eventually comes out the mouth. Because the heart is bubbling over, so the mouth has to speak. So let's understand that what comes out of our mouth from the heart are the things that defile a man. So we need to be careful and cautious about what comes out of our mouth. There's a passage in the scripture that David refers to his teeth as being gates and his mouth as being doors. It also mentions that in Proverbs as well. Right, Matthew 12, 36 says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account of thereof in the day of judgment. Did y'all get that? 
every idle word. What is an idle word? A word that has no meaning. A word that is powerless. A word that is spoken even when it doesn't need to be spoken, but it's yet spoken. It's just idle. It's not bearing fruit. It's not ministering grace to the hearers. It's just idle talk. Doesn't mean anything, but it can have great effect on the person who was using the idle words. The word of God says, again, that's Matthew 12, verse 36. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. I know sometimes I go over the scriptures twice. That way it might penetrate you. And there's nothing better than a little repetition in order for it to get deep down into the spirit of man. Luke 6.45 A good man out of good treasures of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of of an evil treasure of his heart Bring it forth that which is evil. For the uh, of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. So you know a man is foolish by what come out of his mouth. You can just listen to his words and see what's in his heart. If he don't have God on his tongue, God ain't in his heart. That's just the way it is. And you'll know that he's not a good man. Because he would rather reverence and have passion towards other things and maybe satisfying or pleasing people than pleasing God. The word of God says it's better to obey than to sacrifice. People out sacrificing their self on the jobs, being a good steward on the job, being the best person they can be on the job. You know, but not given that same effort toward their creator, not given that same diligence toward the relationship we should have with our heavenly parents. And so many are deceived in their own heart because they'd rather be a good steward over their possessions and what they have than be a good steward over the body and the spirit that lives within us who belong to God. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Be not deceived. Evil evil communication corrupt good manner. Awake unto righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. And these very same people are sitting up in a building uh, being pastored by a pastor and listening to a message every week. Every week. And yet they have not awoke unto righteousness. And they still don't have the knowledge of God because if they did, they would not be deceived and they would not use evil communication, which corrupts good manner. If there's anything good about you, you're going to be corrupt the minute you let that ungodly speech come out of your mouth. Moving right on next down the list here, I created a list of scriptures that, uh, 
what the Bible has to say about profanity. And so Ephesians 4, 29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. I should know this scripture by heart because I love it so much. Let no corrupt communication. Let's pause there for just a moment. What is corrupt communication? What is corrupt? You can stop at this moment, pull out a dictionary. But corrupt is an ungodly phrase, an ungodly disposition. Corrupt means to... uh, be overbearing to the point where something is about to erupt in a, in a, and not in a good way. Corrupt communication is anything, any words that truly don't minister grace. What does it mean to minister grace to the hearers? Words that are edifying. God wants us to use words that are going to lift people up, not bring nobody down. That's what's wrong with the world today. So many people have lined up with evil communication. They're lined up with corrupt communication. And boy, they are the most popular people on social media because Satan is the God of this world. And so if you are using corrupt communication he's going to platform you and he's going to put you out there and he's going to make sure the world see you and all in the process of that happening you are losing your own soul hallelujah let no corrupt and i mean the older some of these people get the worse they are because they are that's an evil spirit within And they're going to die with that evil spirit within. And they're influencing so many young people regarding uh, decisions, life decisions. And they're using profanity to explain and express their knowledge. My Lord. Ephesians 4 verse 31 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. We're not supposed to dilly-dally. We're not supposed to fondle around with it and, and, and tiptoe in and out of someday we do and someday we don't. And when we get inside of the building they call <clears throat> church, they don't use the evil speaking or they don't use the, the profanity. But the minute they step out that building, as though that building was holy. The minute they step out that building, there they go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Y'all, let me get a drink here. Yes, Lord. So, uh, I would advise anyone that really genuinely wants to go to heaven and be a part of the kingdom of heaven and the building of the kingdom of heaven while we're yet in the earth, I would advise you to really pray and ask God to take that spirit of profanity out. It's very hard and difficult to get rid of, but if you pray 
and ask God and believe by faith, you can have anything that you ask for and it shall be done unto you. And if you ask in the name of the Lord and you love the Lord and follow after his commandments, it ain't nothing you can't ask for that they won't give you. And I believe that with all my heart. Many times I have gone through situations and uh, incidents where I'm dealing with pain or discomfort and, and I've had to call out onto the Lord and, and ask for help immediately. And God was able to answer me because I believe in his word. Ephesians 5 verse 4 says, Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather given of thanks. That's pretty self-explanatory. To let no filthiness or foolish talk come out of our mouth. 1 Peter 13, 15. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Now let me tell you that evil people in the earth with their ungodly heart and spirit <clears throat> will tell you quickly, Ain't no perfect person and ain't nobody holy. That's because they're not. That's because they can't see that way of life clearly at all because their eyes are blinded. They are blinded and trapped and possessed by the ways of the world. And God told us to love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. But if any man loved the world, the love of the Father dwelleth not in him. <clears throat> James chapter 1 verse 26 says, If any man, I said this earlier, if any man among you seem to be religious and bridle not his tongue, but deceiveth his own soul, this man religious Religion is vain. Mm, mm, mm. Let me read that again. That's James 1.26. You can go there if you like. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridle not his tongue, but deceiveth his own soul, this man religion is vain. And God, do you have so many men in church saying that they are Christians or saying that they are believers and pastors and preachers and deacons and, and fellowship leaders and worship leaders and, and music leaders. And all of them just have that spirit of profanity all up in them. But they'll tell you, oh, I don't cuss that much. I don't cuss a lot. We're not supposed to use it at all. Because if you use it at all, it's going to corrupt any good manner you might have. James 1 verse 5 says, Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasted great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body 
and setteth on fire the course and nature, and it is set on fire of hell. Good goodness. Good goodness. That tongue, it gets loose, and people let that tongue say and do whatever that tongue wants to do. And that tongue is set on fire of hell. And when someone's tongue is set on fire of hell, um, that is a dangerous individual. That's a dangerous person. And you can't trust someone whose tongue is set on the course of fire of hell. A world of iniquity, it says. A world of the tongue is a world of iniquity so it's got a whole little world going on inside of that mouth and people not even tuning in to the frequency of the demonic ism that's going on inside of their mouth their tongue is a fire James chapter 3 verse 10 says out of the mouth proceeded blessings and cursings. My brother, these things ought not to be. Doth the fountain send forth the same sweet water and bitter? No, it doesn't. This is a way to tell whether or not someone is real in their relationship with God. If a person uses profanity, they have no regard to their heavenly family. Colossians 3 verse 8 says, Now put away anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Obscene. Anything that is not holy, that is against the family of heaven. Obscene talk. Colossians 4 verse 6 says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how you ought to answer every man. And I believe that this passage right here is a mystery because sometimes we speak to angels. We don't know that we're speaking to angels. There are so many angels in the earth the scripture says to beware to entertain angels for uh, entertain strangers for some have entertained angels unawares so if we always use words with grace seasoned with salt because we are the salt in the earth People come to us for flavor. They come to us for seasoning. They come to us to get regulated, to taste better, to look better, to to, uh, know better. And if we are not being the best ambassadors over our own tongue, which is a whole world inside our mouth, how can we be the representatives of heaven? by speaking guile and corruptness out of our mouth, allowing our mouth to say anything that it wants to say because it feels some kind of way. Titus chapter 2, 
Again, this is Titus chapter 2, verse 7 says, In all things showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. You see, if we have sound speech and don't use profanity, people can say all they want about us. But the truth of the matter is, they really have no evil thing to say of us, even though they are on the contrary. You see, to those who are evil and unpure is nothing pure. But to those who are pure, all things are pure. Let me say that again. To those who are pure, all things are pure. But to those who are disbelieving and unpure, nothing is pure to, to them. They see unpureness, they see corruptness, they act it, and they do it. Okay? Titus chapter 3 verse 2 says, To speak evil of no man, to be no brawler, but gentle showing all meekness unto all men. We know that the scripture tells us in uh, Matthew that the meek shall inherit the earth. Proverbs 21, 23, Whosoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Oh my God, Uh, let me just say that again. Proverbs 21, 23. Now, I know you may not be aware of what I'm about to say, but if you listen to some of my other recordings, you will find out that the book of Proverbs is talking, uh, our Heavenly Mother is the one that's speaking. And she has several books in the Bible that we are not aware of, that it is her speaking concerning the laws of her God, our Father. Twenty uh, Proverbs 21, 23 says, Who so ever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. What trouble can your mouth get you into? Death and hell, destruction. That's what kind of trouble your mouth can get you into. Proverbs 10, 31 says, Mouth of the righteous bring forth wisdom. Simple and sweet mouth of the righteous bring forth wisdom and that's what we want to uh, strive to do and to be to be righteous and to seek after wisdom who is our mother bless her holy and wonderful name proverbs 8 which is her talking again 8 verse 13 the fear of the lord is hatred of evil pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech i hate Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. You you think it's okay. God is cool with your cussing. God is all right with you using profanity. God is cool with you, you know, slandering your brother and, and cursing your mother and speaking evil of your brother and, and, and hating people that you don't even know. Uh-uh-uh. You better learn your mother. Your, your heavenly mother is real. Your heavenly mother has laws that we need to abide by, just like our father in heaven has laws we need to abide by. And just because my our heavenly mother is the image of his goodness doesn't mean that, she's, that her goodness is going to overshadow your wickedness. 
okay? We have a mother in heaven that has rules and regulations that we are to abide by, just like our father in heaven has rules and regulations that we have to abide by. But I need you to know one thing, that our heavenly father put the heavenly mother above all the works of his hand. If you didn't know that. Our Heavenly Father put our Heavenly Mother above all the works of His hands. So she's in charge and she has laws that we have to follow. Verse 18 of Proverbs, excuse me, Proverbs 18 verse 21 is her still talking. And she says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. What is death in the tongue? Speaking lies and cursing and using profanity and corrupt speech and unguiled uh, language. That's what. That's the life you're going to have. Because of the words that's coming out of your mouth. And this is true. 2 Timothy 2.16 says, avoid vain babble. What is vain babble? There's people talking about nothing for no reason, putting somebody down or, you know. There's a scripture that says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Do you realize that God is talking about people talking about his prophets? Not just touching them, not just physically walking up and touching or hurting or harming them, but we're talking about speech as well. He doesn't want people talking about his apostles or his prophets or his people touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm that means don't put your mouth don't put your tongue because the tongue is a world of iniquity right the tongue being a world of iniquity it causes life and death and we just read that proverbs excuse me psalms Psalms 19 verse 14 says, let your word, let the word of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be acceptable in the sight of the Lord. Here's one of my favorite scriptures that I mentioned earlier. Psalms 141 verse 3 said, a O Lord over my mouth and watch over the doors of my lips. Set a guard over my mouth. And watch over the doors of my lips. Praises be to the heavenly family for blessing us to be able to do this. They've given us the power over our mouth to watch and be discreet as to what comes out. Psalms 10 verse 7 says, This mouth is filled with cursing and deceit and fraud. Under his tongue is mischief and vanity. Uh Uh-oh. This next scripture, y'all better take note of. Psalms 109, verse 17. As he loved cursing, so let it come unto him. As he delighted not in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing, like as with a garment, so let it come unto his bowels like water and like oil unto his bones. Brothers and sisters, if that scripture doesn't touch you concerning using profanity, I don't know what else to tell you. I'm praying that you have an ear to hear 
what the Spirit of the Lord has to say unto the church. We, the body, the people, we're the church. The church is inside of us. The church is called Heavenly Mother. The church is called Heavenly Father. The church is called the Lamb of God. And they have taken their abode up in us who love them. Just as well as Satan will take his abode up in people who love him. You know, you cannot serve two masters. I don't care what you say. There is no gate to be straddled. It's either cold or hot. It's either yes or no. It's either yay, yay or nay, nay. It ain't no straddling. It ain't no standing on between, you know, one hill and a valley. You have to choose who you're going to serve. And if you don't want to serve God, just tell, just don't serve God. But don't act like you love God or believe in God, uh, you know, because you basically is causing Jesus to be crucified all over again every time you act like you're a Christian and say that you love God and yet you're doing things that are unpleasing, that are unnatural, that are ungodly against the will of God and the work that God has for you to do. You're not no true believer. You just a knower. You just know of. You know of. That's it. You are a know of. You know of God. Because the Bible says all shall know God from the least to the greatest. So you just a know of. You know of God. But you are not a believer. Because if you was a believer, then you would follow You know, typically when you believe in something, it's important to you. When you believe in something, you make precedence for that thing. If you believe in something, you care for that thing, right? But a non-believer would not pay that thing no attention. A non-believer would not be careful about what they do and say because they don't believe. So you're not a believer if you're using profanity. You are just a know of. You know of God. Everybody got to know of God. Every single individual, again, from the least to the greatest, will know of God. So just because you know of does not make you a believer. And that's how we're able to um, divide and know who is wheat and who is tear in the earth. There's a lot of tear preaching the word, the so-called word. Anyway, I did divulge as I always do. I got a couple more scriptures that I just want to make mention. Exodus chapter 20 verse 7. Do not take the Lord's name in vain, for the Lord will will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. What does God mean by that? Do not take the Lord's name in vain. What, What do God really genuinely mean when he says, don't take my name in vain? In other words, you know, people use the name of Christ in a vain way. People use the name Jesus in a vain way. People use the name of God and associate another word with it, like D-A-M. 
and then some people is actually using the the Jesus Christ as a swear word you know like their expression when they use that word is dogmatic is angry it's insulting and they want you to know that what you've done was wrong and like if they say Jesus Christ you know type that type of way you know excuse me for screaming I didn't mean to scare you if I did but trying to give you an example of how some people have used the name of our heavenly uh the son of god our lamb used his name in vain and used the father's name in vain and now um well not now but it's been a long time ago when this actually occurred when they actually took the word mother and father which was a holy title in heaven They have turned that word into a curse word by taking one letter out. Okay. Or, you know, messing with the letters in that that, uh, title. So the last scripture that I want to go over is, Let not your mouth lead you into sin. Let not your mouth lead you into sin. That's Ecclesiastics 5, verse 6. Ecclesiastics 5, verse 6. Let not your mouth lead you into sin. So, um, yeah, just know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. And don't be deceived. Don't be deceived to believe that you can live, do, and act any kind of way and think you're going to be accepted in the kingdom of heaven, that it's going to be okay that you lived vicariously and didn't do what the Lord told you to do and didn't even take the time to pick up the book to even see what God's commandments were or even to see the love of God in the book and how we are to live. So, um, again, I wanted to redo this message because um, I listened to that previous message that I did on what the scriptures had to say about profanity. And uh, I took about four minutes before I even got started. So I thought I would redo that. All right. Well, thank you guys for allowing me to um, get this message out. I hope that you enjoy it. And um, just remember that our conversations are being documented and written down and uh, just know that Satan also is a documenter because he takes he writes down things that we do and say and go before the kingdom of heaven in the meetings and accuses us of things so uh, just be on your best behavior and do the things that are pleasing to the creator who created you and life should go should go well for you and uh, God will always be with you All right, I hope you enjoyed this message. May the peace of our Lord and Savior be with you. In Jesus' name, God bless. Bye-bye.